0: Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Delquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. And we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey, everybody, welcome to November. Can you even believe we're already approaching the holiday season? I love it so much. I could not be more excited. And I am so glad you're here listening to this episode today. This is episode number 40 with a fantastic guest that I'm so happy to introduce you to. My guest today is Angela Ray Rogers, and we actually have another special guest, her daughter, Grace Anna. Graciana was born with a rare form of dwarfism, and she has done incredible things with her short little life already, and she's going to continue to take on the world with her energy, her light, her enthusiasm, and her desire to help other people realize that just because she may look different than you, or you may have different interests than her, We all have something special to offer the world. And so, Grace Anna's book, Who Do You See When You Look at Me, is a children's book that I highly recommend. Angela wrote that a little while back. But Angela also has a new book called Grace Anna Sings that has just come out. And it is so inspiring. And you're going to love hearing from both of them today about Angela's journey with motherhood and Grace Anna's journey of living with dwarfism, what she wants to let other kids know about and embracing other children with disabilities, it is a fantastic conversation, and you're going to love their accents, too. You're really going to enjoy that like I did. So let's get to it with Angela Ray Rogers and her daughter, Grace Anna. All right. I am so excited to be chatting with the cutest duo that you can't see, but I'm looking at their beautiful faces right now, Angela and her daughter, Grace Anna, today. Hi, everyone. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Grace Anna. We will post a picture and be sure to let everyone see your cute face over on our website. But I am so excited to be chatting with both of you because you both are accomplished authors now. Do you, did you have a book come out, Grace Anna? Yeah, I
1: had a book
0: come out. Well, we're going to talk all about that today. Grace Anna, where do you live?
1: Uh, we live in Kentucky.
0: In Kentucky.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me how
0: address. I've been living in Kentucky. Amazing. Have you always lived in Kentucky? Well,
1: yeah. yeah. I've been living in Kentucky my whole
0: life. That's awesome. I'm in California right now. Have you ever visited California? Um, no, I
1: don't think so.
0: You should. No. The beach is so fun. Angela, will you tell me a little bit more about your sweet daughter right there and um, the condition that she has?
2: Well, she's a, a nine year old and we call her a little sassy and a little sweet. She had a <laughs> painting the other day, a face painting. It was called Little Sweet and Little Sassy and it fits her to a teeth. Oh it's called sweet and
1: sassy. Sweet
2: sweet and sassy. <laughs> uh, but um she has a rare form of dwarfism called Conradi Hoonerman syndrome. It is a type of chondro dysplasia punctata, and that's that's a really big mouthful. And it's, it's very rare. I think there's one in 500,000 children born each year with it. So there's not a lot of doctors that know a lot about it.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
2: we've been very fortunate to um, go to some that treat uh, um, several patients with it. Uh, it causes issues with her spine.
1: I'm and I'm um, get
2: rid of that. Her legs uh, and her limbs grow at different rates. So, her right arm and leg is a lot shorter than her left arm and leg. She was born with cataracts. They thought she was blind, but she was actually born with cataracts. Um, she has ichthyosis that goes along with it that causes her, it scarred her body. She, had, she was born with scales, so it scarred a lot of her body. So, it's hard um, to regulate her body temperature.
1: As you can see on my left arm, that there's a, like a little scar going around
2: mm mm-hmm. It's really I think it's really cool because we're the ichthyosis and,
1: scarter. And I have a spiral on mm-hmm. my belly.
2: She has like a little spiral she that has goes some on her fancy belly. Fancy scars.
0: They're sweet and sassy uh. scars. <laughs> did you know that she was gonna be born with this condition?
2: They did not know exactly what type of dwarfism it was. Mm-hmm. So when she arrived They were kind of stunned. They had never seen it before, you know. uh, Kentucky is a is not a huge does not have a huge population, and the doctor he's like, you know, I can't, I don't know how to help her. So he transferred her to a bigger hospital the day she was born. It's been kind of a struggle Mm -hmm. finding the right doctors and uh, surgeons because if they don't, if they're not familiar with the disorder. It's probably best not to see the doctor because there's just so much that goes along with it.
1: Or they could just learn the disorder.
2: <laughs> do. We've, we've taught a lot of doctors about the disorder, also. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's not just ichthyosis that my dwarfism has caused, it caused scoliosis and kyphosis. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember all these big words? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> my and
1: scoliosis. Mm-hmm. Well, scoliosis is in my back, and so is the cathosis.
2: Mm-hmm. She's had two leg surgeries, you know, where uh, it causes her body to grow twisted. Mm-hmm. So it caused her kneecap mm-hmm. to pop out, and we couldn't get it back in. So they had to go in and remove femur, both. Some bone from both of her fingers.
1: And now I have a big hump on my back,
0: Mm.
1: in the middle
0: of my back. We're waiting to do a fusion. Okay. Yeah, you have some some big challenges to overcome. How do you get through the hard surgeries or the painful recoveries or things like that? How do you keep a good attitude? Because you have a huge smile on your face.
1: Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you my last (laughs) surgery. It's well, not. let's answer her question it's,
2: first. Well, um, I
0: have joy in my heart. That's the reason. And you sing a lot, too, and you pray, don't you? Of yeah. course. Who taught you those things? Who taught you to sing and to pray when you're feeling like it's a, you're having a hard time? <laughs> this one over here, this mama of yours? Good job, mama. <laughs> Good job, mama. You know what? Those are my two go-tos, too. Singing and praying when I'm having a hard day. And you know what? We all have hard days, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it may not be our body that's hurting us, but there can be different things that are hard for kids and even for adults. And when you can remember to have that joy in your heart, right?
1: That is perfect. But I'm just saying um, that if we, um, right now, um, we had different, we had different difficulties with other countries right now, and Mm -hmm. one. We're, I'm trying to help
0: them, like China, Africa,
2: Asia, that need our help. we are singing and bringing them joy,
0: right? That's yeah, we're trying to- So you have a big heart for other kids, especially kids with differences like that, don't you? You are just such a great example of that. And your books and your work, this helps me to start conversations with my kids about accepting, and loving, and respecting all types of people. Thank you. Hey everyone, I know you're loving Grace Anna and Angela, but the show would not be possible without our sponsor, Highlands. Many associate ear pain and discomfort with summer activities, but did you know that winter colds and flu contribute to sinus infections too? Sinus infections are one of the top 10 causes for ear pain. And you know, getting up in the middle of the night with a child with ear pain, there's nothing worse. So did you know that earaches are one of the primary causes for doctor visits, too? So cut back on all the doctor visits and use Hyland's. After you've been diagnosed with an earache by a physician, try Hyland's homeopathic earache drops or tablets. Hyland's has been trusted for generations to provide safe homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. Highlands homeopathic earache drops and tablets provide natural relief to help you get back to doing what you love, and you can just visit highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S dot com slash ear hyphen pain to find a retailer near you. Again, highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain, and claims are based on traditional home practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated, read and follow label directions. But if you're looking for some ear pain relief to have at home when your kids need it in a pinch, I cannot recommend Highlands enough. Thanks so much to Highlands for sponsoring the show. And let's get back to it with Angela and Grace Anna. Okay, so Grace Anna, you had your book come out. Let's see. Let's, let's get the right title. Who do you see when you look at me? What is that book about, and what can it teach my boys as I read that book to them? What do you want them to know?
1: I want them to know that my disorder and every other disorder is not a bad thing. Mm. People just have it. Mm.
0: But sometimes kids, when they see a child with a difference, maybe they're in a wheelchair Maybe they have glasses. Maybe they just have a different color hair than them, and it feels like they're different. How can how can I help my boys to make friends with all types of children, friends with differences and things like that? Uh,
1: that if you died, just read that book, they wouldn't
0: know. <laughs> That's the best bitch. Read the book. You're not going to give any spoilers. I talk to my kids a lot about that. What would you say, Angela? What have you seen in your experience with Kids befriending your sweet girl and, yeah, overcoming those challenges where, you know, kids are naturally curious. So how can we help our kids to ask questions appropriately and still offer respect and kindness to everyone?
2: I think a lot of it starts at home with the parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they go to public schools in the school system, educating children about people with disabilities. Because it's like you said, children are curious and they're going to ask questions. And I think sometimes if somebody is different, um, young children are fearful. And, you know, I think it's just a human reaction. And I think the first step is involving them in activities, people with disabilities, and allowing children without disabilities to see they're just like them. Mm-hmm. And that's the main, you know, the main point of our book. It's not just for kids with disabilities, it's for any kid that feels different or alone. Or that nobody understands them, and they can see that Grace Anna is just like them. I mean, she loves to play sports. She loves music. She loves sleepovers. And if you just give somebody a chance to get to know them on the yeah, inside,
1: like Adley, Adley and I were different from each other. We had different problems. We had others. Um, I also met another little girl. She was in a wheelchair, and she was from the same country. And she could, and she was, um, she, I don't know what she had, but her name is Ying, mm-hmm. a Chinese name, Ying, mm-hmm. um, and she was in a wheelchair. I don't know why, but she was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But she was feisty like you, wasn't she? But
2: mm-hmm. what did you
1: learn about Adley?
2: She was just like you, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. A happy she, girl. Yeah, yeah,
1: and she can, she can walk, but she's not like, Are kind (laughs) of like we're both in a wheelchair and we both wear glasses. Like, no, I don't think we wear glasses, (laughs) I just think we have the same temper.
2: Yeah, you have friends, you have friends that don't have disabilities too, don't you? Like
1: Annie, the only thing about her. Is that Jean doesn't
0: wear glasses? So it's nice to have things in common with your friends. When you do find a friend that is has glasses or is in a wheelchair, then you don't feel so alone and you can kind of have that in common. And it's Jean. also nice to have friends with differences that can can do different things, right? I love I love both of that. So So Angela, you also wrote a book. So did you write your book at the same time? Um as the children's book? Or how, how did all of this happen?
2: Well, the children's we, book is <laughs> The children's book, actually, the release date is today.
0: Oh, exciting. The okay.
2: But the, the first book, Grace Anna Sings, uh, it was released uh, November 2017. Okay. And it's the story of our journey with Grace Anna from before mm-hmm. she made it, mm-hmm. even into my belly, to until um, that year. Yeah. the summer of 2017
0: okay amazing so people are going to need to pick up both your book and, and the children's book that's, that's just coming out which is so so exciting so when you first learned about Grace Anna's situation and you, gonna, you probably knew you were going to have a long road ahead and it was going to be challenging how did you get through those hard days we know that she has some joy in her heart where did your strength come from and how has it changed your perspective on life and motherhood
2: uh, after uh, I found out I was pregnant with Grace, and I really struggled with it because I miscarried three babies before her. And so I was to the point that I, I was a little depressed and I uh, was facing uh, anxiety attacks. Teeth. Yeah, I was. And I relied on my faith. I mean, there were days I wanted to give up, there were days I wanted to say I quit. And then when I became pregnant with her, I kept waiting to lose her the first three or four months. And when it didn't happen, I thought, well, you know, maybe I've doubted what God has in store for us. And my sweet son, he's 22 now. He was 13 at the time. The entire time I was pregnant with Grace Anna, he said, Mom, this one's going to make it. I know it. And he'd not said that about any of the other previous pregnancies. And we would pray at night, and he would put his little head on my belly and pray for Grace Anna. We named her early on in the pregnancy when we found out she was a girl. But I asked God for one more chance to be a mama, and he gave it to me. And each time that we went through difficulties with her, surgeries and health issues, I've relied on him. And it's through prayer and support from my Christian friends and family just to rely on him when it seems like you can't. And, and at first, it's hard. I will admit, when your daughter is facing a 10-hour surgery, it's very hard to watch her go off in that operating room and just have peace and be still. And her last big surgery, they had told us they were going to try to do both legs at the same time. And we really wanted them to because we hated...
1: Tell her the full story of what happened after... um, So they came out before the
2: surgery was over and said they were only going to be able to do one leg. And at first I started to get really upset. And then I stopped myself. I said, no, God, you have this. There's some reason you do not want her having this both legs. So I'm trusting you. To take care of her I'm fully trusting you and it was just like a peace come over me mm-hmm. and um, when they called us back the second time they said well we were able to do both legs and I said oh god you're you testing oh, <laughs> me to wow. see if I trusted you <laughs> but wow. I was so thankful that he would you know they were able to do it and um, I was so also thankful that i didn't doubt him that time that's mm-hmm. like no that's not going to creep in this time i want to trust you 100 percent to take care of her and she did have some issues after the surgery she didn't react well to the morphine and she got low on blood and she
1: I, was not one of the happiest kids for her days. I was, I
2: was, I was pale and a little clammy. Yeah. Yes, you were pale and a little clammy. And the poor nurses at Scottish Rite earned their pay, extra pay <laughs> that week. She was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> she was low on blood and needed, did not need that morphine, she said.
0: That sweet but, and sassy spirit doesn't stop. Yeah, Just you know, post-surgery. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, I was like...
1: The restroom, and I took my iPod, <laughs> took a picture of her, and she was. She was looking at me like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's making a scowl face. You can't see this, but she is scowling uh, dramatically.
1: <laughs> taking a picture, I said, "You know what? If you're gonna act like this, I'm gonna take a picture of you."
2: And <laughs> I- <laughs> but you got better after you got your blood and all the morphine yeah
0: about 10 or
1: 11 months later i deleted it
0: (laughs) (laughs) then you then you got over it right just took 10 or 11 months oh my goodness i've talked to a lot of moms who get a diagnosis whether it's in utero or after and they're facing challenges with their kids and medical professionals kind of place limitations on their child and say, because of this, then this. This is what's going to happen, or this is what's possible, or this is what's not possible. When she was three, she had a video go viral, uh, her singing the national anthem, right? The Star Spangled Banner. And I mean, just the, I mean, it's not even that it went viral, but to see your daughter thriving, singing, loving life, what is that like? when you have previously been told that maybe her quality of life is going to be less than that?
2: One of the most amazing things that uh, I've experienced with her is, and I I, I don't think God's showing off, but he's showing up. That's the way I like to put it. I like that. One of the doctors that suggested we had a choice, I'll put it that way, Sure. was pregnant with her. <clears throat> I kept him as my doctor he had been my doctor for 20 years. He delivered my son and he was one of the three doctors that said I probably needed one to doctor. make a choice. One and, doctor. uh, just a second, let me finish.
1: One doctor we had to let go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. he wouldn't take no for an answer. Sure. But, um, I kept him as a doctor And we went to see him for one of my yearly exams. And he sang Amazing Grace to the entire staff and that doctor. And everybody was standing. Everybody was crying. And he has come to love my daughter. And he says, I have the coolest kid he's ever seen. (laughs) And I think that is just a testimony to God's power to work and to use anybody for his glory, because he did that day. I mean, it, it truly changed that doctor's heart, and I think it has changed his mind about a lot of things medically when he talks to patients now from what um, I've discussed with his staff. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, there has been limitations put on her a lot from she would never walk, you know, she's happy in a wheelchair. That was a statement she's heard. Well, she seems happy in a wheelchair, but she's going to be happy regardless. That's that's who she is. And she was talking to us one night, and she said, Mama, he said I'm happy in a wheelchair. How does he know I'm happy in a wheelchair and I won't be happy walking? Wow. And I said, it's true because, you know, we had to make a big decision when she had the leg surgery because it was a big surgery. Do we want to put her through this so she can walk? Or do we just want to let her stay in the wheelchair? Because she couldn't have walked without it. And we were very, very thankful with that we met Dr. Sacato at doc, at Scottish Rite because he's been the only doctor out of many, many doctors that said, yeah, we we know how to fix that knee and leg. We mm-hmm. can get her on her feet and walking. And so it's been a blessing to see what God can do and defy what the the negativity that was pl- tried to place over her when she was even in my womb, that, you know, her life wasn't going to be that good of a life to live. And she's had an amazing life.
0: Absolutely. So, <sighs> Yeah. What would you tell the mom that's listening that is struggling with giving up the vision for the future that they held previously where they know they need to adapt to a new normal or something that's going to, going to look different than what, how they thought. What would you tell that mom?
2: I'll be honest with, about this. Um, I almost had to mourn this idea of what I thought her life was going to be like when I first got pregnant. Because I've always been really active in sports and my son played sports and we're just a go-go family. And we're still a go-go family. But when you have a child like Grace Anna, the small stuff that really is insignificant, it really becomes insignificant when they come along. And you realize life is not what what you've been living. It needed to change. You needed to realize that's not what life should be about. You know, I don't get upset about things I used to get so tore up about in life, like, you know, how much time my son spent on a basketball court mm-hmm. you know that's just insignificant. it really is I, I hope and it's the whole purpose well, of what you're doing much. with your life and um, I would say you almost have to look from your child's perspective if you're th- if you think you're having a tough time handling how are they handling it and what are you giving off? Are you giving off negativity or positivity in the way you're living for your child to have hope? I mean, Mm. the first time I start to feel sorry for myself, I think, what am I doing? You know, she struggles with daily to get on her feet and walk. I need to accept the happiness in life and the joy in life and make her life the happiest it can be. It's hard. I know it's hard. And there's a lot of kids that are a lot worse than Grace Anna physically and health wise we have to be able to find the joy in life or the or the bad and the ugly it will overcome us and we just can't do that we just can't we got to choose to be happy and it's a choice it truly is hey
0: everyone i wanted to jump in one last time and thank our final show sponsor bloom okay i've shared with you before hopefully parker's not listening that my fourth grader entering the stinky phase (laughs) we have needed to find a deodorant that really works for him but I became so much more aware of what is in deodorant and I've been horrified I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and it's kind of scary making the switch because a lot of them don't work this one does hug me by bloom was the only one that worked for me and it is working for Parker hug me deodorant by bloom that's B L U M E is made with probiotics. The probiotics encourage your body to make more good bacteria, and as a result, your body produces less bad bacteria, so B.O. doesn't exist, right? So that is what we were going for. Mainstream antiperspirants contain aluminum, which gets absorbed into the bloodstream, and it's been linked to cancer. I don't want that for me, and I certainly don't want that for my kid. It's rated the best deodorant ever by the New York Post, and they have a 30-day satisfaction guarantee for your money back. This product lives up to the hype, and I would love for you to try why so many people have rated it five-star customer reviews. Hug Me My Bloom keeps you feeling fresh and super huggable, and right now, our listeners will get 25% off their first stick and free shipping when you go to bloom.com EMP. That's bloom.com slash EMP for 25% off your first stick and free shipping. If you don't love it and feel amazing when you wear it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. B-L-U-M-E dot com slash EMP. Thank you so much to Bloom for sponsoring the show and for helping my son smell so much better. (laughs) Let's finish up our conversation. I think so many times we expect our kids to behave better than we do and handle challenges better than we do, and unless we're modeling that for them, they don't come pre-programmed knowing how to respond to adversity. It, they're they're watching. They're watching us, and not yes. that we have to do it perfectly, and not that we have to hold it all together or act like it's not hard. But what do we do with the heart? Do we throw up our hands, or do we keep believing and keep hoping? Right? Yes. And that's what you're doing. Exactly keep digging keep digging I like that yeah (laughs) when
2: when your problem seems big God's bigger Mm. you just gotta reach out to him and trust him
0: yeah Grace Anna you're pretty popular now you have a lot of followers on your Facebook page you have videos that people love watching you have your book what does your older brother think of you and all of that you've achieved in your life and you're only nine I don't even
1: thinking I cannot just, I cannot just look in right into his eyes and tell
2: him what he's saying. I think he gets so tickled especially when we meet fans. Yes! Because, you know, that's his baby sister and, you know, they even, hey. they our little sisters. You. <laughs> uh, you know, they, even though there's a 13 year age difference, they still squabble like siblings. And, mm. uh, He thinks she is a jewel. He prayed for her. He asked Santa for her in a letter. So he is very um, enamored by her. He he tries his best. If he has something going on in his life, to protect us from it. Because he feels like we have so much we do with grace, he doesn't want to burden us with it. And it's something we've had to work on with him because he's just as important as she is. Yeah. And we never want him to feel like you know his problems or his joys are not as important and accomplishments as hers
0: are. So how do you do that? I know a lot of parents struggle with that when one child maybe requires more time and attention day to day than than others. So how do you prioritize that and make him feel as valuable a member of the family as anybody? When
2: when we when she was first born it was it was difficult because mm-hmm. she had so many surgeries and my sister and her family, he would stay with them some when we were in Baltimore in Cincinnati for surgeries. And it was kind of a wake-up call one day. He uh, had been going through something. And like I said, he will not, he'll hold it in and not tell because he he's not an attention seeker. He he doesn't like a limelight like Grace Anna does. <laughs> and... uh we, and his dad was alive at the time. Unfortunately, his dad was killed in a car wreck at the beginning of his senior year in high school. Oh, i sorry. But we had to work together. We had to sit down and have a conversation, his dad, my husband, and myself, that we had to start doing more with him and including him and making him feel just as important as she is in our family. Because if you don't watch it, um, it's very easy to get engulfed in doctors and therapies with one child that has a lot of health issues and the other child or children their needs are left out out and and you can't do it you have to make time you know if he's got a ball game one of you stay home one of you go I mean you just have to do that and when she got well enough she went
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and supported her brother at his baseball and basketball games and we see him usually on Fridays he lives in Lexington now And uh, he started a job and is finishing college at UK. But we still make time to see each other every week and talk to each other. And I think that's very important. Keep that family
0: tight. Yeah, I love that so much. Grace Anna, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are some of your dreams?
1: uh, Being a
2: chef. A chef. She said she wanted to be a chef. An actress and a singer, and I said, well you could just host your own cooking show
0: then. there you go. Well, a lot of Broadway stars start by being a waitress or something. so that's kind of combined in all of that performing. Oh, I love that so so much. Grace Anna, you are so so inspiring. What would you say to any kids that are wondering if you are happy and You know, wonder, you know, what do you love to do and what would you want to tell other kids that are having a hard time?
1: I would tell them to hang on, don't be afraid, and all that stuff that they need to know about what they're going to do and stuff. They might feel bad that they're not like everybody else but then they going to stop them and feel sorry for themselves.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. That's so great. Yeah, so I want everyone to check out your book. We're linking all this at the podcast um, website, ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. But your first book, Grace Anna Sings, and your newest book, Who Do You See When You Look At Me? all about Grace Anna Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been such a wonderful conversation. The purpose of this whole show is to help people know how extraordinary they truly are. They are created uniquely and put in the families that they are on purpose by loving God. And we want people to believe in that. And so, Grace Anna, I want to know, what do you think makes you extraordinary or super amazing?
1: I think it's because I sing and I have fun, and that my book and stuff are wasting. <laughs> and um, we are just being us, you know.
0: Yeah, you're just you. Angela, what would you say? What makes you extraordinary?
2: Um. And that's hard. That's so hard for women to say why they're that's why I make
0: you do it. <laughs> You're <laughs> not gonna get out of it.
2: <laughs> been, I strive to do what God would want me to do and be what God would want me to be. The best mom, the best friend, the best wife, um, that I could possibly be with God's guidance. And I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, I mess up like everybody else, but I truly want God to be happy with me instead of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's,
0: that makes me me. <laughs> and extraordinary. Thank you so yeah. much, Angela and Grace Anna. This has been such a wonderful conversation and I hope everyone picks up your new book and gets to read it with their kids and really opens up conversations about loving everybody and valuing everybody, no matter whether you're the same or different, everybody's important, huh? Do you have anything you want to sing to me, Grace Anna? Amazing
1: Grace.
0: Amazing Grace, yeah. Amazing
1: Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a rich
0: you oh thank you that was (sighs) balm to my soul thank you Grace (laughs) Hannah beautiful you are so talented but more than your talent I know you believe what you're singing and that will take you far girl so so far thanks to both of you for being on the show today we'll link everything over on the website so people can check out your books and I'll link to the video as well thank you so much for taking the time today
2: Thanks for
1: having us. God
0: bless you. Bye. Bye. I know that wasn't our conventional interview, but it was such a joy to have Grace Anna as well as her incredible mom Angela on the show today. The work that they're doing to increase visibility of children with differences and to show the quality of life and the value of children with all types of abilities. We all play an important part in this world, don't we? No matter what we've been given in terms of our gifts and our talents and in terms of our challenges and our differences. I hope you can look to Grace Anna's book, which I'm going to link over on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. I hope you will pick it up and read it to your kids. It's, It's a fantastic children's book all about Seeing other people through a different lens and it is a powerful story that I have read to my own boys and it's spurred on some great conversations with them. You'll also want to pick up Angela's new book, and that's linked over there as well. So I want to thank both of them for coming on today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. So grateful to all of you for tuning in today. Next week, I have a fantastic, fantastic interview with my new friend Jen Stag. We cover so much ground and it was a fantastic conversation between two moms and I know you'll love it. So thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.